You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? Rolling great. This is one of the usually the most exciting teams that we do. We have one of our favorite guests on the podcast every year, and that is one Jerry Chester. Yeah. However, we asked Jerry Chester, and we, we have connections to him. We said, hey, Jerry, it's time for the Vikings. You want to come on the podcast? And what did he say? He said, No. Cousins and Thielen are jerks. The rookies on the offensive line are injured. The media is hostile. <laughs> it's a hard no from uh, from Jerry Chester. He's anti. He's he's not interested in doing a podcast about the Vikings right now. And I got to say, that's not unreflective of sort of, I think, the Vikings fandom and, and like social media world in general. Like the Vikings fans have been so irrationally, in my opinion, overconfident all summer, not just. This team is going to be good this year. This team is winning the Super Bowl this year. You don't understand how many people have been saying that to me. A number of Vikings fans I'm friends with, like people messaging me, like the Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl. Like with, with, with an insane level of confidence for any team, let alone a team with the Vikings history. And I did not understand it. I mean, we can get into this. And I, you know, I think there's many reasons to argue why they're going to be, you know, they're going to have a bounce back here, why they're a playoff team. But Super Bowl winners, it just seemed bonkers to me. And then uh, just like a balloon popped with everything with, you know, Christian Darrisaw now is getting a second surgery. He has not even stepped on the field yet, which was supposed to be sort of, you know, one of the main reasons why their offensive line has to be improved. And then, mm-hmm. of course, the main thing, which is Kirk Cousins, is although half the quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson has had COVID twice and still won't get vaccinated like a fucking idiot. But for some reason, Whoa. Kirk Cousins, that piece of shit, is now like sort of the uh, <laughs> the patron saint for the anti-vaxxers. And him and Adam Thielen and Harrison Smith and every prominent white guy on the team is like anti-vaxxing. And... um the Vikings are going to lose a game this year because of because of not back, not being vaccinated and forfeiting. And I just know it. And they're going to lose the playoffs because of it. And Mike Simmer is going to lose his job. And Rick Spielman's going to lose his job. And it's all going to be a disaster. And and I hate these people so much. So I understand why my dad is pissed. The second they go one and no, you will forget all of these things if they win that first game. All right. Well, I mean, do you, do you want me to give positive um, perspective or negative perspective? Because I can give positive perspective up the wazoo. I mean, I said, I think in the picture. Well, chat, we don't even mention, by the way, that yeah. literally last year's first round pick had to get cut because of domestic violence. That's not great. Yes. Not great. Yeah. So truly 30, I mean, I'll say the 31st best offseason of any team. I'd say Houston probably had a worst offseason, but well, well, no, no, no. Until the last three weeks, they had one of the best offseasons. I think mm-hmm. everything was going really, really well. It's just all of a sudden the last couple of weeks, things have got really uh, now. Now, to be fair, Gladney, who they cut, they were not expecting anything from. They're already done with him, basically. Mm-hmm. They, they had already 
basically. But that's bad. He's a first round pick from last year. Nobody else is ditching their first round picks from last year. That is true. And that is a very valid point. However, it, it does bear mentioning that in the third round, they got Cam Dantzler, another rookie last year who had mm-hmm. who I think was the best rookie quarterback last year and was like, yeah, no, their cornerback situation is interesting because they almost had too many guys. Well, uh, OK, and- so one of the many reasons why to be up on this team and, and I had a whole long rant in the patron chat in like December last year before the season was even over and nothing I said then I think I would change now. And, and to be clear, this is the Vikings episode. I've done no research. So with all the other teams, I'm citing statistics. Here, I'm making everything up off the top of my head. I mean, I'm remembering things, but I'm probably remembering them slightly incorrectly. So take that all with a grain of salt. I got nothing in front of me. I'm not looking at a piece of paper. I'm not looking at anything. Um, the the arguments in favor of the Vikings having a good year this year, and again, even from in last year when they were struggling, was, first of all, um, Zimmer has never missed the playoffs in consecutive years in his career. And so it's kind of an anomaly that how much they struggled last year, and they're definitely be better. Zimmer, I think, if I'm not mistaken, has the best record in NFL history against the spread for any coach. Is that, uh, if he's not, and, and Brad or someone can correct me on this, if he's not number one, he's very high up there. I mean, he's, he, he, he's always very, they're very good, especially against the spread because they sort of, you know, they get, they get disrespected and then they, they do much better. Um, last year they started, you know, awful and cousins had like, you know, three interceptions in game after game with sort of a lot of bad fluke luck. And then um, as AB Sutton realized when he got dunked on all over the place with his Baker Mayfield take in the chat, um, cousins and the Vikings were really good the second half of the year, their defense, they had 15 picks in the draft last year. And it was the worst possible time to be taking 15 rookies because there was no off season because of COVID. And so even after the draft Spielman or even going into the season, Spielman was kind of like, well, you know, hopefully by 2022, 2021, these guys are ready to go. So it was sort of assumed, well, we need an off season. And so for all those reasons, um, there was reason to be optimistic that this would be a bounce back year, the way that every year that Zimmer has ever missed the playoffs, they've won double digit games and made the playoffs the next year. And so for all those reasons, I was very optimistic coming into the season, but not optimistic the way that other people like Super Bowl optimistic. But I thought, you know, I think I had them. I thought I'm lower than just about any Vikings fan I know. And I had them 10th in my power rankings. And um, but you had them 19. So you're really low on this team. Well, I I mean, 19 is a little tough, but here here are my issues with the Vikings. Okay, I don't I think that's a long season. And I think they are a little bit of a stars and scrubs team. Mm -hmm. I think. They, I mean, most teams can't afford the loss of the quarterback, but they don't have much behind Cousins. I think if they don't have much behind Jefferson and, and Thielen still at receiver, they don't have much behind Cook at running back. If if Hunter is not now, I do really like their defensive front seven. But if Hunter is not the Hunter from 2019, they will again be one of the worst, if not the worst pass rushing team in the league. They'll stuff the run, but that's becoming less and less valuable. Their secondary is still solid. I think you add Dantzler, who was really good last year. Peterson wasn't great, but he doesn't have to cover the number one guy. McKellie, it's McKellie, also, yeah, he was playing solid. man in Arizona, which is the wrong thing for a 30-year-old mm-hmm. quarterback to do. Now he's in his zone. Woods isn't great, but again, that's like your fifth most important. You know, yeah. uh, Harrison Smith is still very good. Uh, Woods is definitely a downgrade from who was the safety last year? Who's gone? Anthony Harris. Anthony Harris, right. Yeah, um, although he had a real struggling season. The year before, he was an all-pro. Mm-hmm. But yeah. there's a lot of talent. Dalvin Thomas. Eric, Eric Kendricks. Again. I think PFF had him as like their defense player of the year. Yeah, Eric Kendricks is great. Yeah. Barr is overrated, but still like a, certainly an NFL starter. Yeah. Dalvin Tomlinson is a nice to pick up. Sheldon Richardson. I mean, especially look at the you're not look at the number of very good players they're adding to a defense from last year. Daniel Hunter. Yes. Dalvin Tomlinson. But this was uh, a Michael terrible Pierce. defense last Hold on. year. Michael Pierce, Sheldon Richardson, Anthony Barr. Those guys played zero games last year. Xavier Woods, Patrick Peterson. Um, so the yeah, so basically Mike Zimmer in his entire career as an as a defense coordinator, as a head coach, there's only one year that he's ever had a blow average defense, and that was last year. All right. And so, so again, so, this was part of the reason to be optimistic because last year was an anomaly. There's no chance like 
right before the season, um, their big free agent acquisition ops out in Michael Pierce. Um, mm-hmm. So they lost him. Denell Hunter, back. they lose for the year. Anthony Barr, they lose for the year. Uh, Kendricks, they lose, uh, you know, in week 11 or whatever. So yeah, they, they, everybody got injured. Their entire secondary was, their secondary was atrocious, all the rookies. Um, and so, yeah, so there's a lot of, so the, the logic was, okay, so if the defense bounces back to a, to a typical Zimmer defense and the offense was, I think the most efficient offense in the NFL last year. And, you know, by just almost any stat was like a top five offense. The, the issue is that the offense was very lucky with injuries last year. As you said, like last year, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins, they all played the entire year. Mm-hmm. You can't assume that's going to happen again, especially in a 17-game season. Uh, D.D. Westbrook is probably the best number three receiver they've had in a long, long time, but he's not great. Um, and then, yeah, so this team basically had three huge holes last year. One was the pass rush where, you know, they should be much better with Daniel Hunter and, and Barr and all those guys back and Tomlinson and Pierce are more. But it's possible they're still really, really bad. Yeah. Their secondary was atrocious last year. I'm a little bit hesitant about like these, you know, aging veterans and Woods and Peterson, but and Prashad Breeland. But I think I mean, he'll that be better than Gladden he was. Yes. And you have to give Zimmer a little bit of the benefit of the doubt that he that, you know, secondary is what he does. Um, but then their third, obviously, gaping, gaping hole was the offensive line. Their offensive line has been terrible based the entire time in the Zimmer era. Mm-hmm. And Christian Dara saw they did a brilliant trade with your Jets where they traded down and got the guy they were going to take at the topic anyways. Right. Yes. But Dara saw has yet to show up in practice. And now he's getting a second surgery. And Zimmer gave some really sarcastic remark where he's like, we thought this was taken care of in January. So in theory, they're still thinking he's going to be ready for week one. But I don't know if he is. And if Darrison's not ready week one, like what reason do we have? Like left tackle in a, with a shitty offensive line last year, left tackle in Riley Reef was their best offensive lineman. He's gone. Darrison's supposed to be an upgrade. He hasn't played yet. Like we have no reason to, to, to be sure that this offensive line is improved. So they might be the same team as last year. And then if you get an injury to Thielen or to cook or whatever, all of a sudden, you know, you're worse and you know, COVID they missed two games because of suspensions and they go five and 12. So yeah, I'm, I'm very frustrated with this team right now. I understand. Okay. My dad. So uh, I, I found a bunch of stats where the Vikings were either best or worst or a Viking was best or worst in the NFL last year. I'll okay. read through some of them. Okay. Okay. Uh, no team in the league got fewer three and outs than the Vikings. 12.1% of all possession. Yeah. The Rams were first at over 28%, but most teams are in the low to mid 20s. 12.1 is very bad. You're, you're barely getting a three and out every game at 12.1. Defensively, you're saying. Defensively, yes. Yeah, no, the defense was terrible. Yeah. Um, yards allowed per game and per drive, they were right up there. Oddly, they they were a little unlucky. Well, not unlucky, but the defense was definitely suffered at the hands of the special teams because no team in the league started at a worse position defensively. Teams were almost started on average at the 34-yard line against the Vikings. Easily the best in the NFL. It's not just that. It's not just, yeah, the Vikings had the worst starting field position in the league and their opponents had the best starting field position in the league. Mm-hmm. Which again goes to, we talked about this in the Chargers podcast, the Vikings de- special teams last year was like almost impossibly bad. Mm-hmm. And you assume some of that has to revert to the mean a little bit. Um, yeah, yes. Their, their offense was, was the worst in the league at, 20, at 20, the 26 yard. So yes, they were the worst in both ends and it wasn't especially close. Yeah. Um, but again, special team stuff usually reverts to the mean. It usually reverts. Um, but now, yeah, is it a problem that it's, you know, mid-August and we don't know who our kicker is yet? A lot of teams. No, the Jets also don't really have a kicker yet. There's honestly every team has either zero or two kickers. So that, that's the least of your problems. Um, uh, I mean, given the Vikings history, I don't know if I would say that's the least of our problems. No, it's a problem. But OK, if um, you give the Vikings league average special teams last year, they make the playoffs easily, even with their atrocious defense. OK. Not here's easy, a little bit. Here's something that may carry over more into 2021. Yeah. Kirk Cousins was knocked down or sacked 123 times last year. The most in the NFL. Is that wrong? Because I got to tell you. It's not great. It's not great. 
Uh, only six guys were over 98. So, you know, the most in the NFL. Yeah. Not ideal. Uh, he's, he was hit 85 times mm-hmm. without being sacked. Again, the most in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, 21% of all of his passes, he was knocked down. He was, when he was pressured, Kirk Cousins, he was, and we talked about this last year on the podcast, he had a minus 84% DVOA. Now, every quarterback except for two had a bad DVO when they were pressured. Do you want to guess who the two were? It's hard. Mahomes. Yes, Mahomes was like just below normal. Okay, and expect. I'll say Lamar Jackson because he's running a lot. Mm-mm. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick was better when he was pressured <laughs> for some crazy reason. Like, oh, yes, yes, I did know that. I forgot that. Yeah. 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 So that I mean, so that's like that's what you call not sustainable. Right. So he was 11 percent better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was 18 percent better, but 11 percent better than the average quarterback who's not. Yeah. Better. So hard to sustain. Yes. But Mahomes was uh, a solid 150 percent worse, uh, which uh, is not the worst in the league, but was right right up there in the bottom. Some good signs. Dalvin Kick broke the most tackles in the NFL. That's solid. Justin Jefferson has, you know. Uh, one of, if not the best, rookie receiver season in decades. So, again, this is this is, I think, the number one stars and scrubs team in the league. Other than like maybe the defensive line, which has a lot of B plus players. You know, the fr- the front seven in general. Yeah, I mean, the, the Ke- defense- Kendrick's a star. Hunter, if he's healthy, he's a star. Everyone else is sort of Harrison solid. Smith is still a star. Yeah, but I mean, as, he, that's what I'm saying. It's stars and scrubs. It's yeah. stars and scrubs. Well, I mean, I, I think the defense. I also don't like the. T- I mean, do you like Irv Smith? I don't love the tight ends. I, Irv Smith has been like one of the stars of camp, but you know, for whatever that's a- worth. Another thing the Vikings were either first and last in because they're really at the top or bottom of a lot of these stats. Uh, they're last eleven personnel. They three, never yeah. just yes. use never one. three receiver sets. Never but again, D.D. Westbrook. Just... Hopefully, maybe that changes a little bit. Yeah, two, it's on basically every play last season, not every play, but much more than any other team used either two tight ends or a fullback. To I mean, there's still yes, there's still far too conservative a team for sure. Um, I mean, t- Zimmer was actually given some quote where he said, you know, with Kyle Rudolph gone, do you think Irv Smith is going to step up? He's like, no, I think Tyler Conklin's going to step up uh, because, yeah, they do like to play two tight ends a lot. They play a fullback in um, in more than just about any team in the league, as you said, in CJ Ham. I, I think because of some of the stars and scrub stuff you said, and because of the COVID stuff, like, yeah, this team has a wider range of outcomes than any team in the league. Uh, not, I don't know. That's true. I, I mean, like, would you, would you be shocked? If this team, if, would you be shocked? If the, well, yeah. So it, it's, a, you can't say that. Yeah. I guess the more extreme teams are the teams where like their quarterback, you have no idea. What you're you know what you're getting from cousins. He's going to be between like the seventh and 13th best quarterback in the league or whatever. It you is start, funny. Yeah. I think if cousins was more likable, maybe come into the league with more pub like you talk about a like uh, you can't do that you talk about that's like a Gruden thing right yeah but Cousins is coming in yeah nobody's more hateable than Kirk Cousins 35 touchdowns Howard of the NFL he's so cool it is true 35 touchdowns 11 interceptions completes a very high percentage of passes I think he's the first guy ever to have 25 plus touchdowns in what is it six seven straight seasons like that it's it's and and nobody appreciates him likes him thinks he's good yeah you know, I would take Kirk Cousins right now. I would trade freaking Zach Wilson for Kirk Cousins. Well, not if you're the Jets. Yeah, it, I mean, at least you'd have a decent quarterback this year. You're playing for this year if you're a Jets fan. Yeah, this. I mean, I, I, we got to win the Super Bowl at some point. Yeah. Well, okay. Let me. Okay. So, would you be shocked if the Vikings go 14 and three this year? I wouldn't be shocked. I think I would. I don't think. Okay. I, would you I, be shocked if they go 13 and four, 12 and five? For sure not. Well, 12 and five, I wouldn't be shocked. Okay. Almost would you be shocked if they go five and 12? Uh, okay, would you be shocked if they go six and six and twelve? Six and eleven. Uh, six and eleven? No, I wouldn't be shocked okay. if they go. So how many other 11. teams would you not be shocked if they won six games or twelve games? Not that many, I don't think. 
I think there's a lot of teams that that okay. have a six to twelve. Range. Now the interesting thing is, okay, so I ranked them tenth, and again, I thought I was being low uh, relative to Vikings fans, and I thought that was my punishment for the Cousins COVID stuff. You have them all the way down to nineteen, so average out, we have them tied fifteenth in our power rankings. You should have broken those ties. There's like have, seven ties in our rankings. Yeah, well, I mean, how do I break it? By putting the thumb on the scale from here for you. Uh, ask, how about ask the listeners to break the ties? Well, but they just, don't know. Just it's do a podcast. poll. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. Just do a poll. Well, okay, even so if the other like team they're tied with, who I won't say yet, is a team where it's the reverse. You're very high on them, and I'm very low on them. So sort of a, mm-hmm. a, a reverse Vikings is a team that, um, and it is an anti-Vikings team in so many ways, <laughs> actually, uh, for when we get to that team. The other team that's tied for 15th. Um, yeah, I just, I, I really, I, I have such a variety of expectations for this team, and I really don't know what to think. I mean, here's the bottom line. If they miss the playoffs, which again would be the first time they ever missed it in consecutive years, Zimmer's gone. He's done. Spielman's gone. He's done. I think they're all out. And the fact that that could turn because of something like COVID is I like Zimmer, who's a pretty Trumpy guy, has been extremely aggressive. And I think I mentioned this on another podcast, critical of Cousins, critical of these other guys, of Thielen and Smith and these other guys, like very, you know, strongly advocating getting vaccinated to his credit in a way we haven't seen, like, uh, you know, McDermott in Buffalo with Cole or uh, now Colby's he's not as prominent a guy. Well, but I'd say when it comes to COVID stuff, he's the most prominent guy on that team. So you would you would like to see more leadership from from the coach in the front office with some other franchises. The Vikings have been very good about that, and I give them credit. Um, oh, by the way, another reason to be optimistic on them is the Vikings in the Zimmer era have, I think, the best record, uh, best home record. Last year, they went three and five at home. The Vikings are, there's not that many places where, like, you, you know, the crowd makes a real big impact in the NFL. There's Seattle, obviously, and Kansas City, and the Vikings are one of those. And last year, with no crowd, you saw it, and they went three and five at home. So, you know, that's probably not going to happen again. They're going to have a full crowd this year with masks, but still. So when the stadium demands everybody has a negative COVID test or is vaccinated, yeah. like are they going to make the players? It doesn't apply in? to like, the players. I mean, yeah. I guess the players do have to get COVID tests probably anytime, but yeah, they get they get tested. Time. Yeah, so they do have negative COVID. They tests. get tested yeah. every day now. The players, though. I mean, last I year that was happening. Testing. I know, but last year was a different. One. So I think. Well, I think that the 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 vaccinated players are not, but the unvaccinated players are the unvaccinated players. They're trying to make life miserable for them to induce them to get vaccinated. But mm-hmm. I mean, I'm if sure someone you, hasn't got vaccinated yet. I'm sure uh, you saw those not, Twitter clips happening. of Kirk Cousins, dad's um, um, sermons, right? No, I don't oh. watch his dad's sermons. So, OK, so Kirk Cousins, dad is like Mel Gibson's dad. He's like mm-hmm. he's a, he's a pastor and he's like an off the reservation pastor, like like a mm-hmm. complete nut job. Like there's a reason that Kirk Cousins. I mean, Kirk Cousins, by the way, he seems to be a very nice guy, corny as hell but a nice guy, but mm. you sort of realize why he has these ridiculous takes. He has with like vaccinations and stuff. It's because, uh, you know, Apple doesn't fall, fall too far from the tree. And also, by the way, given some of the real, you know, grimacy race related stuff that his dad has said on these tweets, which have gone very viral. And I'm sure if you're an African-American player on the Vikings, you've seen them, maybe not every guy, but I'm sure a lot of them have. I wonder how that affects the locker room dynamic. I mean, not that you necessarily judge a player because of his father, but when a guy is so sort of tied to his father in a lot of ways, I mean, he appears at his father's church and, you know, I wonder how that gets across in the locker room. So I don't know how everyone in the locker room feels about him. Patrick Peterson and others have been without, you know, saying names have been very strongly advocating getting vaccinated. Um, and again, I said the coach has. And so I think there could be a real schism in this in this locker room. And I think there's there's reasons this is a boomer bust team. I really I don't think this team is going to the only way this team goes like nine and eight. And I think they're over under is nine is if it's because they missed the playoffs by one game because of a COVID thing, like sort of a, you know, but otherwise I think, I think this team is going to win double digit games or they're going to win fewer, like seven or fewer. I don't think they're going to win eight, nine or 10 games because I think it's going to go, 
it's it's they're going to do what sort of they should be doing in a non-COVID situation and and win a dozen games, or everything's going to fall apart and they're going to go six and eleven. I think this is not going to be a mediocre team this year, and uh, I think it's going to be one extreme or the other. Um, unless it's from week to week, each both we get both, and then I guess they finish somewhere in the middle. But that's why I'm just I I, I was I'm not excited for this team right now. I'm just very skeptical, very hesitant, very nervous. Um, kind of sucks. Uh, yeah, no, interesting. Uh, should we do the schedule game? Is there anything else you want to sure. you want to sure? Um, I, I, I don't think this team's ceiling and basement are as high and low as you think because I don't think that there's a scenario when they where they can win the Super Bowl. But let's do the schedule and then, but, we'll, but, but why? We'll but they were they're, they're a they were a much better team on paper than the team that was favored in the NFC Championship. But game why would this you ago. need to have like, unless you're the Chiefs, you need to have like an above average defense to. When the Super Bowl Again, does this team Mike have an Zimmer's above average been, defense? Mike Zimmer's been a head coach for seven years and has had an above average defense in six of the seven before this. Okay, year. but it's the, but they have the same players from last year. Mo- no, I mean, they have they some literally new guys. don't at all. But they okay. have a lot of old guys. Richardson, okay. Peterson. These Let's are guys. Let's list all the guys who weren't there last year. They're starting uh, defensive end Daniel Hunter. They're starting defense tackle Mike Pierce. They're starting defense mm-hmm. tackle Dalvin Tomlinson. So three of the four starters on the line are new. Okay, mm-hmm. linebackers. They're starting middle linebacker Eric Hendricks. They're starting li- uh, outside linebacker Anthony Barr. Uh, mm-hmm. Two of the so that's new also. I mean, Kendrick played half a season, so one and a half out of three are new. And then the secondary, three of the four are new. So literally, they have nobody from last year. But what you're but talking. they're not like young super prospects. A lot of them yeah, are okay, old past the prime guys. That is a fair point. In the secondary, they brought in all these old guys. No, that's okay. No, that's, listen, if 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 Hunter is a Pro Bowl, that's type right. Player. You said they're all the same guys. They're not the same guys. Mm-hmm. Hunter well, has 15 sacks team. every single year. There's no reason mm-hmm. to think he won't this year. He's 100 percent back. He's got no limitations. He might demand a new contract or trade in the offseason next year, but Daniel Hunter is not the problem. It is fair to say that on the other side, are they going to get enough out of Stephen Weatherly and DJ Wanham and, you know, some of these other guys? I think Jalen Holmes, like Patrick Jones is, is like a is like a prospect. Like, I'm not sure who the other edge rusher is, and that could be a weakness on the team for sure. But like, I would be shocked. With everything I said, I would be shocked if the team does not have an above average defense this year. The, the places where I'm nervous, I'm not are I'm nervous about these old guys in the secondary. I'm nervous about the offensive line gelling, and then I'm nervous about their their skill position guys staying healthy because they that that happened last year, and you can't count on that happening every year. Okay, let's yeah. go. Let's go game by let, game. Let's go game by game. And here's At, what I'm gonna do. I, I'm mm-hmm. gonna and this has never before happened on this podcast. I'm gonna give two answers. Where you're gonna keep track of two different categories. Okay, one mm-hmm. is. One is sort of the optimistic and one is the pessimistic. Okay. Cause again, to me, this team is so Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh, All right. Okay. Fine. At Cincinnati week one. Okay. So on the positive side, they're playing one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, they're going to destroy them on the negative side. As we already discussed, the Vikings have not won in Cincinnati longer than anywhere else in football. And so they're going to lose 41 to seven. Okay, fine. So one and oh, and one, we're keeping yes. track at Arizona. Arizona is a team. I'm not really high on uh, Patrick Peterson goes in there, gets revenge. Um, Alternatively, um, the disasters continue in their own two. <laughs> All right, so two and zero oh and two. If you're scoring at home, yeah. Versus the Seahawks, your uh, my birthday season, uh, a home opener. Hosting right. the Seahawks week three. Yeah, this is a national TV game. This is a late game. They play the Seahawks in Seattle every single year and lose. And I'm getting very frustrated. We finally this get them in, at home. This at home. This yeah, at this home. time yeah. we finally get them at home. Uh, home cooking should be, you know, as I said, you know, this is the first home game with crowd for the Vikings in two years. Uh, that should be a big reason to get a win. Alternatively, they always find a way to blow it at the last. I mean, they, what was their win, pr- win probability against Seattle last year? It was like 96% when they had mm-hmm. the ball with less than two minutes to go, winning by eight or whatever it was, and they still found a way to lose. So, mm-hmm. or, um, or winning by five in the red zone, excuse me. And so, um, yeah, so 0 3 3 now. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
hosting. So it's a three game homestand hosting the Browns and then the Lions. All right. Kevin Stepanski's back in town. Uh, this team is overhyped. Uh, A.B. Sutton already learned what happened when you try and compare um, Baker Mayfield stats, even in the best 10 game run of his career, eight game run of his career to Kirk Cousins is um, there's no reason we shouldn't be Cleveland. Cleveland sucks. Yeah. So it's it's that's a win on both sides. Um, yes, honestly, it is. Yeah. All right. So four and oh, one and three. Yeah. Hosting the Lions. Okay. If you lose the Lions, you shouldn't be in the NFL under any circumstance. Mm-hmm. I mean, teams lose to the Lions every single year. Yeah. That's so but, that you think you should get like relegated to <laughs> another league. Yeah. I, it would I mean, be terrible for the NFC Central teams also. Like, yeah, no, I want. Yeah. Keep the Lions here. Yeah. But give us a W there. Mm-hmm. So W on both. No, in the worst case, they're one and four. Okay. So, so let's five say four. And oh, let's say four. four. No, four and one, one and four. Wait, you didn't know you, you, you can't you can't give them a loss unless you're giving a loss to the Lions. They're five okay, and fine. Up. All right. Five and up, regret. sometimes I do this, too. And I'm like, shoot, I said they were going to win four games. Yeah, I, know. I, I need to find a schedule. loss here somewhere. Yeah. OK, then uh, in Carolina, Sam Darnold, Kirk Cousins mm. to the greats. Um, I mean, they should win this game. They could lose it. Okay, so, so six and oh, wow. Alex, no, 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 they're, they're not. They're not six. And they're oh. six and oh, they're six and oh. And no, then you know I, they lose the Carolina. They're looking no, past it's, them. They're looking to the bye week. They're five. And OK, one. so you're giving them five, one and five then, and one, one and five. And the pessimist is five and one. Five and one, one and the five. pessimist gave them a win. Yeah. All right. After the bye, they host the Cowboys Sunday night football, Halloween night. Spookiest yeah. game of the whole they year. Got, they got two weeks to prepare for this game. Uh, this mm-hmm. should be a W. Although this was another game that they pulled out. They found a way to lose uh, incredibly last year. So, right. And the pessimist. No, they should be the Cowboys. Uh, Even the pessimist. All right. Six and one, two and five. Yeah. Tough road stretch at the Ravens and the Rams. All right. So at Baltimore, that's a loss. Mm-hmm. Both sides. OK, yeah, the, the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers game is not a road game I mean, for most teams. But it, when the Vikings played in San Diego last time, it was twenty eight thousand Vikings fans. And what did they win? Forty nine to ten or something like that. Mm-hmm. Granted, that was a different team with Rivers and everything else like that. But um, so it's, I said it's, the Rams. This is the Chargers, by the way. Sorry. Yeah, I, yes, I know the Chargers. Yes, um, they do play the Rams later, but it's at home. Yeah, they play the Rams. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, um, yeah. So, I mean, it is basically a home game for the Vikings because uh, there's more Vikings fans and Chargers fans in L.A. But um, I'll say a loss here anyways. Can't, can't so six and three and two and seven. OK, yeah, sure. Uh, hosting the Packers. No, I'll say six and three, three and six. So you well, you can't you can't change the schedule like that's not how the All schedule right, game goes. No, okay, six here. And three, two and seven. Best case scenario, they lose to the Chargers. Worst case scenario, they beat the Chargers. All right. Okay, fine. Six and three, three and six. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hosting the Packers. All right. Um, you know, if Aaron Rodgers is still there and everything's going well, you know, they should probably split with the Packers as they usually do when both are good, um, unless things are going terribly, in which case they lose. So seven and three but three and seven 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 three three and seven they go yeah. to san francisco and detroit the next two weeks. i don't understand why san francisco is getting all this hype um i really don't you know we haven't talked about them yet we'll get to them um this was a bad team last year and we have no evidence yet that they're uh, is trey lance gonna be great maybe but uh you know i mean in theory they have a coach who knows what he's doing with offense and he traded up a lot to get this guy so we'll see but jimmy g's still the starter right now i don't know what to expect um but also this is a game that after thanksgiving i feel like the vikings on the west coast are gonna lose this game anyway Okay, fine. And then what about at Detroit? Detroit, yeah, that's a win. A win on both. Yeah. No, Dan, Dan, Dan Campbell accidentally trips a guy running down the sideline for like a game, uh, like a game-winning touchdown for the Vikings, mm-hmm. and so like they give the Vikings the ball on the twenty-yard line, and then they miss a field goal or something. So, all right, so you're eight and four, four and eight, heading yeah. into Thursday night football. Interesting game, hosting the Steelers on Thursday night. Yeah. Short rest. Forty-year-old uh, Ben Roethlisberger uh, doesn't do well. Uh, I the, say Vikings in the cold. This game. Yeah. And what about uh, what about pessimist Alex? Um, 
uh, pessimist. They're four and eight. They need to win out to make the playoffs. No, they win because they string me along a little bit. So, yeah, they okay, win. So anyways. nine and four, five and eight. Yeah. Then after having a short week, they have a long week. They go from Thursday to Monday and they go to Soldier Field to play. I got the 11 Bears. days. You have not played the Bears yet. It's late December. I guess Justin mm-hmm. Fields is here yet. So this will be interesting because, again, the Vikings um, pretty famously in Minnesota said that Kellen Mond is they had him. They had Kellen Mond higher on their draft board than Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. They the, I mean, they got a call to trade up for that pick and they turned it down. They thought about trading up for somebody else, but they they are very low. The Vikings on Justin Fields. So uh, it would be ironic if he ends up being good because he's in their division and dunks on them for the next decade. And he has all the motivation in the world. Um, I'll say they split with the Bears. So even with 11. Yeah, no, they'll win this one with all the rest. And so uh, right, we'll tell me about the next one yet. So and what about pessimist, Alex? Um, the, the Bears games are always they, for some reason, they always underperform relative to what I expect against the Bears, more so than the Lions and the Vikings. All right, so that's a loss. So ten and four, five and uh, five and nine. Yeah, three to go. Hosting the Rams. Optimistic win. Pessimistic. Mm-hmm. What, what are they pessimistic? No, just make a decision. No, Don't. What's, no, what's stop, the record? That stop matters. tweaking. It doesn't the record matter. matters because again, like I think they five and nine. Me. They're five, five and nine. nine. No, yeah, they lose. Their season's over. They lose. Five Eleven and four, five and ten. Okay, yeah. at Green Bay. January 2nd, Sunday night football, although I guess that could easily be moved. Yeah. Um, well, if they're five and 11, it'll probably move or whatever. Five. And yeah. Nine, we said, yeah. Optimist Alex. This is the, one of the games of the year. Pessimist Alex. Is yeah. No, I'm, I'm not going to say they're going to sweep. The it's wild. There's two they games split. in January. They split. Yeah. And pe- but pessimist obviously has them losing. Yeah. So what do we say? 11 and five. And um, is that 11 and five and five and 11? I think so. Yeah. Okay. And it works out perfectly because, yeah, if, if, if they're doing what they should be doing, they should be the, the same thing. You're going to have a win over the Look, Bears. They had optimism. they had to beat the Bears to make the playoffs in a game that meant nothing for the Bears and lost. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> um, in Kirk Cousins, first season uh, what was that three years ago. So, yeah, um, in a game that literally meant nothing for the Bears. But, um, yeah, so I think, yeah, I think they can go 12 and five and I think they can go five and 12. And I stand by that. Um, OK, 12 and five, five and 12. Yeah. All right. All right, now, now let's talk realistically. Mm-hmm. What has to happen for the Vikings to win the Super Bowl? I mean, other than erasing 50 years of Vikings history. Mm-hmm. 12 and five. Yeah. So what has to happen? Jefferson improves. Thielen is still rock solid. Uh, Jefferson Cook has another improve. good year. If he has 1,400 yards, that's fine. If he has 13, of course. Okay. What? Okay. What? Hunter what plays to- well. Hunter is Hunter the biggest X factor on, factor on the team? No. Uh, again, like you assume that line? guys like that. The biggest X factor is, I would say, the offensive line. Uh, the center, Bradbury, who people thought would be good, was really bad. Last he's year, been right? terrible so far. He's yeah. been absolutely terrible. Yeah. Uh, as centers a, move teams and they stink. It's weird. Yeah. Brian O'Neill, solid, the right tackle. I think I think the offense. Yeah. The, the, the biggest X factor. I mean, it's the three problems they had last year. Are those three problems solved? And those are mm-hmm. the offensive line, the pass rush and and the secondary. Those are the three problems last year. So if the, they address those three problems. If they address two of the three, they make the playoffs. If they address three of the three, they can win the Super Bowl. So, mm-hmm. um. What does this team need to do to win the Super Bowl? Uh, they they need their their four most important players, um, skill position guys, to all stay healthy, right? Cousins, Cook, mm-hmm. Jefferson, Thielen, all four of those guys have to be healthy. Yeah, they need the offensive line not to be great, but they need it to be okay. They need Christian Darrisaw to play. They need him to be okay. Um, they need um, Oliuda, the their right guard. He's been uh, like sort of the bright spot on the offensive line so far mm-hmm. in the summer. So uh, maybe he's decent. Uh, what about Cleaver, Wyatt Davis? I thought he's I thought he's one of the guards. I mean, I I think right now Udo is going to be their starting right guard. Okay, but it, it could be Davis. It could be Dakota Dozier. They got a lot of options. Because Davis so, is there is one of their they picked uh, another offensive lineman, right? Davis is their second. Yeah, Ezra guard. Cleveland on the left side is going to be their starting left guard. He's pretty good. Mm-hmm. He he had a decent rookie season. Um. So yeah. So then so the 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 offensive line has to be solid. Um. 
and then on the on the defensive side, you know, they, they need to get something out of these veterans, Peterson and Woods and all these guys. Um, and then they need to develop a second pass rusher on the other side of Hunter, whether whether it's Barr, whether it's Wanham, whoever it is. Um, if all that happens, you know, and, and again, ignoring Vikings history of, you know, finding heartbreaking ways to lose in the playoffs. Yeah, this team could win the Super Bowl. I mean, more so than any team we've mentioned so far. Well, mm-hmm. well, that's not true. The Colts, the, if the Colts, if Carson Wentz plays like he did that one year in Philly, the Colts could win the Super Bowl, obviously. And, and they get everyone else healthy that they have injured right now. Can I can I make a complaint? Yes, complain away. So uh, the an app that, that just dropped, which is rather long. Hmm. Rob and I watch nine movies or we yes. watch five movies at uh, 3x speed. Yeah. And everything seems much slower now in real life. Like I was walking alongside my son and um, it was like very it made me very dizzy, you know? Yeah. 3x. Like, is, now you had captions on, obviously, right? I did not. I did Wait, not what? have captions on. But then I you didn't. literally have no idea what happened in the movie. For some of the movies I had captions on and for some I did not. But you I mean, you cannot pick up dialogue at 3x. Right. Uh, so, it was very hard to pick up dialogue for some of them. I did. I did have the captions. Uh, I'm a guy who watches. Uh, it's not again, time, but the this is not like captions. gone with the wind like this. The dialogue is the cars are the one speaking. Baby. 